I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Bruce Fredenberg, who wrote a book called Home Will Never Be the Same Again, A Guide for Adult Children of Gray Divorce. He wrote this book with Carol Hughes, and, uh, but, but Bruce is here to join us right now to talk about this book, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Where are you calling in from? Uh, Laguna Niguel, California. Hey, I'm only like 15 minutes away from you. You are. You are. Irvine, yeah. How did the book come about? How did the idea come about for the book? Well, my colleague, uh, Dr. Carol Hughes, uh, and I are co-founders, among the co-founders, original founders of Collaborative Divorce Solutions in Orange County, where we help couples have if they're going to divorce, we don't advocate divorce, but if people are going to divorce, we advocate uh, non-adversarial, more peaceful, more respectful processes, such as collaborative or team mediation. And in, as part of that process, we will often meet with children, and that includes adult children. And so uh, Carol wrote uh, an article for our local blog on um, adult children and what happens when they're, they're uh, parents divorce. Sure. And, and then it was uh, seen by a writer for the New York Times research, researching something. And that person called her up in 2016 and interviewed her. And because the New York Times has such a vast readership, um, she came back to the office the next day and her phone, went, not her phone, but her, her email was full of people saying, oh, that's my story. Is there any place I can go? Why isn't anybody talking about this? Yes. And then uh, a few months later, um, a literary agent for one of the leading uh, a, uh, literary agencies in New York saw the, uh, the article and called her up and asked, would you write a book about this? And Carol's my dear friend and colleague, and we've worked together for a long time. And she asked me if I would be willing to write the book with her. And that's how it came to be. And we, I had no idea when I said yes, that it was going to be four years of research and writing and rewriting and editing and more rewriting and editing. And now our book's out and it's hard to believe. It's exciting. I mean, to have someone contact you from the New York Times an agent want you? I mean, this is unheard of. This is like a dream come true for most writers. It is. And it was never the topic that, because Carol and I have in our computers, we have uh, the skeletal outlines or the detailed outlines of books we've been meaning to write for years. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the most uh, famous mediators, in, at least in the United States, probably international, kept telling her about adult children. When she, when she would talk about it, he'd say, you ought to write a book about this. And then it all just fell into place. So Yeah, you got to pay attention to those little messages. Yes, yes. Yeah. So here we are. So here we are in a pandemic. Are you finding that there are a lot of cases of uh, divorce popping up with, you know, adult children? Well, what we have found is that uh, in Italy and China, when they came out of their curve and flattened out, the divorce rate went up, and particularly for wow. this demographic. So we figure that's happening. Uh, right now, because the courts are so crowded, it's really hard for people to get in. And so there are people who have found mediation and collaborative and, and have found us. But we think there's going to be a, a big flood 
by the, you know, if we ever, when we ever get out of this. Yeah. But you can imagine people being together, the stress, if they're just tolerating each other at that point, then it's going to right. be a real problem. Yeah. But maybe the happy ending is they decide not to get a divorce. It could be because, you know, I, we also, I also do, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I do relationship counseling and I prefer to help people keep the relationship intact. Right. Um, the other process that are just available as better than going to war. If they're going to divorce, we like to help them do it more peacefully. Sure. Well, it's a very interesting um, situation as, as an understatement because you have people that perhaps don't get along but they're stuck living under the same roof, roof and you really have to face all the issues. You can't really run away from it because we are in quarantine. Yeah, exactly right. And, and I think everybody's feeling it. Um, in fact, I saw somebody posted on Facebook. It was Jack Nicholson in The Shining, if you recall that movie, his character. And the, per the caption was, after three months in quarantine, I'm starting to realize he really handled it quite well for a while. <laughs> You know, I didn't see that movie because I'm a chicken, but I did see that scene with him, <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah. enough for me. It so. is, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, horror movies. I, no, no, no. I don't need manufactured crises in my life. No. So if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Bruce Fredenberg. Did Fredenberg. I pronounce your name correctly? Uh -huh. You did. Thank you. And um, you and Carol Hughes are two veteran marriage and family therapists and authors of Home Will Never Be the Same Again, A Guide for Adult Children of Gray Divorce. It's a Roman, is it Roman? A Roman and Littlefield paperback. Yes. And I put something on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, that every year in the U.S., over 600,000 people age 50 years and older file for divorce. And researchers are projecting that that number by 2030 will grow by a third. Is that yes. surprising to you? Well, it kind of was, although in my practice, I, I noticed that a lot of, over the years, people would come in and, and they would have that problem. And a lot of people um, come to therapists because they're hurting over how badly their parents did their divorce or how badly they did a divorce. So I've seen this coming. But when we did the research, I found it's really a phenomena that's happening all over the developed world. Uh, in England, they call them silver splitters. In Canada, they call them, well, I was just on a radio show in Montreal, they call them silver splitters and diamond divorcees. Um, okay. In Japan, they call it retired husband syndrome. But it, <laughs> and, but, and, it, and most of the divorces are initiated by the wives, by women. Oh. And so okay. this, and it's been, been happening, and, and for a variety of reasons. Um, people, maybe they're not technically living longer, but they're living longer healthy lives physical life so people maybe get uh, married when they're younger and they often uh, sometimes they weren't really that good a match but they were young and they thought it was or mm -hmm. they weren't that young or it was a good match then but it was not a good match as they went through life and as they started drifting apart they concentrate on their careers or they've got children they're raising the children and you know the family business is all the family business of doing that so yes. that takes up their focus and then the kids are gone and then they just start looking around and they they're not happy and they often will make the decision um we're just tolerating each other that's not how not how i want to spend my life uh just tolerating somebody and the generations that are 
doing this, generation, generation Xers and boomers, grew up in a time when divorce was more acceptable. It was certainly more plentiful. So it wasn't the shock to them as it would be to previous generations. And then um, certainly since the 1970s, 1960s, the second uh, wave of feminism, women have entered the workforce and are economically independent, many, many. And so that they don't have that dependency. So they don't feel that they have to stay there for economic reasons. So if the marriage isn't making them happy and it's not going to change and there's decades ahead, they're willing to leave. Sure. Yeah. What are the reactions of the uh, children? They're not really children. They're uh, grown children. What are the reactions? Well, as you might imagine, if you really thought about it, and most, most people don't think about it, but it's really shock. It, it's surprising. It, they're, they're, they're dealing it, depending on the age of the adult too, if they're a young adult and they're in college, they're probably dependent on the parents financially. And so they're wondering what's going to happen to them. Or my, is, can I count on this? Is there going to be a new significant other that's not going to go along with this? Right. The ones who are a little older and established in their careers and in their own marriages and maybe have their own kids are thinking about uh, which parent might need help. Are they going to need financial help? It also makes them question maybe their own ability to have a stable marriage going forward, wondering, oh, yeah. was it all smoke and mirrors in my own family? Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they were together 30 years. Now they're divorcing. Um, there's all the nevers. Carol likes to talk about the nevers. Uh, adult children have to look at, there's never going to be my family home to go home to. My children aren't going to see their grandparents together again. That's going to be a part. Um, there's never going to be family Thanksgivings. There's never going to be family uh, holidays, Christmas, uh, New Year's, um, Hanukkah, whatever it is that the people are celebrating, that's not going to happen anymore. And it can feel surreal. That's the word we hear a lot. It's yes. surreal. Yeah. But it, excuse me, it does depend on the people because I'm sure there are situations that are amicable, maybe over time and maybe not initially where there are instances of acceptance and they actually might get along better that they're not married? Well, there are. So those things do happen. But often what happens in families is that the relatives start choosing up sides. Yeah. And typically it's the uh, divorcing person's family of origin. Because, you know, when somebody hurts you, I don't know if you have children or not, but if somebody, somebody hurts your kids, they're already automatically on your bed list, right? doesn't matter yes. what they were before. Right. And it doesn't even matter if your kid wants to forgive it. You don't necessarily yeah. forgive it. Right. So there's a lot of energy for choosing up sides. And a lot of times the adult children are um, invited to get into these uh, di discussions that are bashing their other parent. That's and not healthy. Actually, no, it's, it's yeah. really destructive. And so yeah. it's really hard for families to, to deal with that because most of them have never been through anything like this before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember my um, grandmother who's no longer alive. She was not happily married, but she just stayed in it. I mean, she was in her eighties. She didn't feel like, you know, there was a choice. What was the point? They just were living in separate rooms, but they were amicable to a, to a degree. Um, one of the things I, I shared in the book is that um, my parents argued most of my life. And I'd often thought that they should get divorced. 
And then when I was uh, in graduate school, I'd gone back to graduate school. I was married. I had my own family. Um, and my mother confided in me that she was planning to divorce my father and didn't want me to tell anybody yet. She hadn't finalized it. And my mother had some health problems. And so they never did divorce because her health deteriorated and she couldn't get insurance and she, she ended up passing away. But I remember the day that she told me that she was thinking of divorcing. It, it shocked me much more than I expected. And, and I was already in graduate school as a therapist. I was working as an intern in a center. I had my own life. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised at how much it disturbed me because um, our family of origin, if it's been intact our whole life, that's really like oxygen in the air. You don't notice that it's, right. that it's even there until all of a sudden it's gone. So it, it seems to hit people no matter how well they thought they were prepared for it. And how old were you? Were you in your 30s? I was, I'm about 30, yeah. Yeah. 30, yeah, and I was, I was just surprised. And yeah. so when I would hear this in my practice later on, I could resonate with that. I could understand it. But in, um, in our culture, people just assume it's just one of those things. You're lucky it didn't happen when you were kids. And you're just supposed to roll with it and just get over it. But it, it's really disturbing. But our, our legal system, where most people do their divorces, um, acts like the adult children don't exist. They have no legal standing, so the parents get told by their attorney, typically, uh, you, you don't have to worry about your kids. They don't have anything about, to do with this. Interesting. When, when actuality, uh, there are huge stakeholders in their parents' divorce, because if it's a rancorous divorce, there's- A what divorce? Uh, an angry, hostile divorce. Oh, angry, you know, yes. Yeah, um, you know, there's gonna be births and graduations and weddings, and if they're, not getting along, the celebration can turn into a family trauma when the attention is taken away from the person who's being honored to trying to manage the person that's still angry. Or the parent that insists on bringing their new significant other to all these events. And maybe mm. the wounds are still raw. And so um, the older adult children have to think about how to manage those family get-togethers and the two Thanksgivings and how am I going to deal with if mom or dad, if, if they're shocked or, or they're not able to work or they don't have money. Um, sometimes uh, the siblings will choose up sides depending on who they thought was the bad person. And then they want to demand that you're supposed to hate that person too. And you can see how the, it goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. What would you like people to take away from the book? Well, one of the biggest things to avoid, and there is hope and healing. We have chapters on hope and healing. In fact, one's called hope and healing and people can heal, but if they avoid the biggest mistakes. Uh, so I advise parents to understand that this is going to affect your adult children. So listen to them when they tell you what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And I'd like adult children to know that what they're feeling is normal because often they'll question their own sanity. Am I being a big right. baby about this? And then I uh, counsel parents to don't allow your children to get sucked into taking up sides and insist that other family members not drag them into taking up sides and, and encourage them not to take up sides later because mm -hmm. They're never going to be their exes. They're always going to be their child's other parent. And that's how their child's going to see them. Yes. And children have a right to have their own relationship with each of their parents, even yes. as adults. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's different than the parent's relationship with each other. Yeah. I think it's probably harder for adult children to realize that 
you know what? We have to step back and realize that our parents need to be happy. Yes, but the, the parents need to know your child's not necessarily going to be as happy for you as you are. Mm -hmm. um, there's other changes that are going to happen too. Um, I, I don't know if your parents are still married, but if, no. if, if but if they, they were, I was an infant. Oh, okay. Well, you're used to dropping into moms or dropping into dads if it happened when you're in, if you're, you know, if you uh, had a stepfather and if they're still intact, it, you know, you're in a neighborhood, you might just stop in, mm -hmm. you know, if you were raised by that person. But if you're suddenly your parent has a new person, you just can't go to the home and just drop in. You have to right. take into account that other person. Right. And it, it creates a stiffness at times, an awkwardness. And if that person they're with is the one that caused the divorce, and now you've got to take care of the parent that's all broken, it's, it's, it's hard for them to be as happy. It, later on, they can be, but at the beginning, it's not very likely. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it is tough when I think, when, I know for me, it was tough when I was younger because I was bounced between visit dad, live with mom, oh, there's a stepmother, oh, there's a stepfather, um, not knowing, are they really this nice or is this an act? I mean, there's, there's so much going on when you're a kid. Um, but it's challenging when people are adults too. It is, it is. And, and there is hope and there is healing. But yeah. there's just some big mistakes to avoid. Right. Like, like the getting in the, choosing up sides. You bet. So where can people find out more about you and the book? Well, my um, website is orangecountydivorcecoach.com. And the book can be found on Amazon. And uh, it actually can be found on Roman and Littlefield's uh, website too. But it's easier for most people to find it on Amazon. And I'm assuming in bookstores. Okay, but great. it just came out this last week. And because we're in COVID, it's really hard to figure out. But oh, sure. it is on Amazon, yeah. Well, congratulations on the book. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity to share it with you. Pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Likewise.